the year 2020, I started a podcast about movies. Some episodes occasionally focused on other media as well. As I dealt with threatening interdimensional beings, I eventually met my other self from another universe where all the stuff I talked about got delayed. As it turns out, the stories as me and my guests described them were presented very differently in that other universe. So I continued podcasting these recaps, which apparently sound like improvised reviews, to entertain listeners of that other universe while they waited for the new release dates. Some episodes even focused on content of years past that did not come out in that other universe for whatever reason. The year is 2022. The podcast is now bi-weekly, unless stated otherwise. My name is Steven Schinder, and you're listening to Delayed Replay. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Delayed Replay, that podcast where we usually talk about movies that got delayed in that other universe but came out on time in our universe. But once again, we're talking about a video game that came out on time in our universe. It's Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Now, of course, uh, in case you're new to the show, just want to clarify, just because you never know, we're talking about not the game as it comes out in 2023 in that other universe or talking about the version that came out in this other universe that we saw so it might be different might be somewhat similar like um yeah just to be clear it's two different things but first introductions are in order joining me to talk about this fantastic game it is marco how's it going hey what's up steven i'm doing good how are you uh pretty good just uh i've got like some uh upcoming stuff like life related stuff i've been preparing for so it's been kind of interesting trying to like get all these other things done beforehand yeah real excited to talk about this game with you but first uh i guess to sort of add context um people who've listened to the show have heard like my experience with dc stuff in other episodes like even the previous one i think uh so what are your general experiences with like dc and dc games even um i said i think i would say i would hover around dc like i know quite a bit of dc but i'm not like super knowledgeable on the whole universe but um, just because Batman is so big or like Superman, uh, I remember watching the cartoons a bit as a kid. Uh, I've read a couple comics um, from some characters that I'm super interested in, like The Killing Joke from uh, uh, the Batman series. Um, I, I'll play a lot of the games. I'm actually a huge fan of the Arkham City and Arkham Asylum games, so... Uh, I was super excited for this Suicide Squad game because it's by the same developers, and I I just couldn't wait my I couldn't wait to get my hands on this one. Yeah, this one takes place a few months after Arkham Knight, and so on my end, I've played all of Arkham Asylum, some of Arkham City, and then I got really busy with other things, and it wasn't like as um. Like, it wasn't as quick for me to just pick it up again because I have it on PC rather than, like, another console. I I have access to origins and already kind of know, like, the big things that happen. They kind of got spoiled for me. 
Um, uh, I felt like somewhat prepared for this game, but as for Suicide Squad related stories, um, I'd seen both movies. I think I prefer the James Gunn one, even though the David Ayer one, I feel like it does the father daughter storyline a bit better, but it's still like, like I, I, I had fun with a James Gunn one, but I, I'm not like as like, oh, oh my gosh, super amazing as like other people are with it. But stylistically, it looked very great and it had some nice surprises. Um, And I also like the animated movies, Batman Assault on Arkham, which is set in this Arkhamverse and um, Suicide Squad Hell to Pay, which is in the DC AMU, as they call it. Um. Have you seen, like, any of these Suicide Squad movies before? I've seen the original Suicide Squad movie, the David Ayer one. I did not get a chance to see the um, James Gunn one. And uh, I haven't seen any of the animated uh, movies from the Suicide Squad series, but uh, I have seen clips of the Harley Quinn show. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That show is amazing. It's well the best <laughs> yeah it's youtube just started recommending them to me and i just started watching all the clips and i know harley quinn and king shark are in that show yeah. so i guess that's kind of suicide squatty yeah they even like throw in suicide squad jackets at some point oh nice yeah and yeah i think between the animated movies i prefer uh hell to pay that does require like at least like some knowledge of some of the other like Justice League movies that take place before that one. Like there's a payoff in that, like no pun intended, that's really great if you're like already familiar with what came before. But mm-hmm. uh but yeah, this game, um it it's just uh, I I've I'd been looking forward to this game for a while, a Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. Um how accessible do do you feel it is to newcomers like just going in? Uh, I think it's pretty great for newcomers. Uh, generally, with the Arkham Asylum games, I was really super invested in those games because it didn't take a lot to learn since a lot of the combos can just be made by like pressing one or two buttons. And then it gradually gives you different combos as the game goes on, where like you'll start adding a couple more um, different uh, of the button combinations. So they've never felt super awkward or clunky to try to um to pull off not like a fighting game where like you have such strict timing where you're like damn it i can't get this <laughs> um i like i'm not good at street fighter but with the, the, the yeah, suicide squad game uh it's pretty easy to pick up and play so uh i don't think it's gonna be that hard for newcomers to come and jump in and play this game what about you yeah, I mean, with fighting games, I pretty much just button mash, and I'm not that great at those. Uh, but yeah, with this one, it was it took me a little bit, but the tutorial at the start, you know, I thought it was very helpful, and so I was able to like get the in the groove of playing as these characters. And story wise, I think they do a good job of setting up like what's going on. Um, there are like little allusions to stuff that happened in the arkham series and it's not it, it doesn't feel too spoilery but it's like if people have played those games and they know like oh that's what this means type of thing mm-hmm. um like you know on news broadcasts and stuff but yeah they set up what the team is and how amanda waller has got 
Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, King Shark, and Deadshot. Uh, she says you need to get the target. And uh, being as cryptic as she is, she doesn't tell them right away what the target is. And like she sends them to Metropolis. Like, what'd you think of this first mission where they like find out what they're actually there for? I thought it was pretty exciting since the first mission was also kind of the tutorial mission. They they really switched a lot with the four characters, but I have to say that it's pretty awesome getting to play all the four characters because they actually did a really good job with really diversifying how each character plays. Of course, like uh, King Shark is going to be this big bruiser, so you're just like beating the crap out of all of these monsters in the game in Metropolis. And then when you switch to like Deadshot or Harley Quinn, like Deadshot is much more of like that like fast gunplay uh, type character. Uh, so it felt like a little closer to maybe like Call of Duty or like um, the Battlefield series, which was pretty cool. Uh, it, it was still very action heavy, but um, the first mission was pretty dope. Um, I think we all, all know what's going to happen because we saw in the trailers that basically Metropolis was taken over and that the, we're going to have to kill the Justice League. It's in the name of the game. <laughs> but um, they you go through all of the Metropolis storyline just to find out like Superman comes in and like he's like, what's up, guys? I'm about to f*** y'all up. <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit that's what we're going for and it's like but as the players we know because we saw the trailers and it's, yeah. it's the name of the game like i said yeah and what's interesting about this idea of like them going up against the justice league is that for the james gunn movie one of the things that was considered was like instead of having Starros as the main villain like one idea that was kicked around was having the suicide squad go against like Superman turned evil somehow. Mm -hmm. um, but they decided not to do that. And uh, I kind of wonder if maybe either this game was inspired by that idea that was being kicked around. Like they heard that the films decide not to do it. Or if maybe the film decided not to do it because they heard the game was thinking of doing it. Because with some DC projects, they try not to do the same thing at the same time around the same time so i kind of wonder like which way the process went but in any case I, I do like that they went with this here even though for me personally i'm not really into superman turning evil type of storylines like i feel like they're kind of played out they get really grim and serious and just very un superman like but for this game it just because the game is so fun and it's just like all bright and it pops it it just feels uh, i'm more it's more easy for me to get into it and it's just yeah like they they're basically like oh no like they're full of a lot of fear because they're going up against superman and other justice league members now mm -hmm. yeah like brainiac's ship is there and it looks so well animated like he's somehow brain controlled the heroes like what'd you think of the animation for all this I thought they were pretty good. Um, the uh, all the heroes, especially like all the um, ways that you could just beat the crap out of the enemies in the game, like just the explosion effects everywhere when I'm playing like Deadshot or like just smacking people with like Captain Boomerang. They they put a lot of work into the animation, and I appreciate that, especially 
seeing how games have been made recently like that oh that stuff is hard work and there were like a few glitches in my game here and there but uh it was very few and far between so like uh i did feel super invested and like felt like a part of the world playing the game like you know how like a game is able to suck you in uh this game was very successful at that i can say that yeah, and since it's rated M for mature, you're able to get like a bit bloodier with it. Like even oh though, yeah, yeah. Like even though um, Harley Quinn is my favorite character on the team, like just like just because I, I really enjoy her character across various DC media, my favorite character to play as is King Shark because of like all the like brute strength he's able to utilize and just like tearing like the enemies up. Oh yeah. You know how they have like finishers too. My fa- one of my favorite ones was just grabbing someone with uh, King Shark and just chopping their head off. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, this King Shark is the uh, son of the one who was in um, Batman: Assault on Arkham, that animated movie. So mm. th- there's like a little reference to that. But also, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen this animated series from the '90s called Street Sharks, but um. I remember having the toys for that, like me and my brother had the toys. It's like these shark people who like use roller skates or roller blades or whatever. Uh-huh. And I feel like intentionally or not, they add like a little reference to that by having King Shark be on like roller blades here and Harley's having to like tutor him on how to like do it very well. And it was just like a really fun scene. Yeah, it was fun little like... uh tutorial little mission i I think they just kind of did it as a joke because it was like in the middle of the the game once you got the tutorial but like um yeah that one was super fun i actually never seen street sharks but i know what you're talking about because i've seen pictures of them so much yeah like 90s animated shows are such a weird time (laughs) it was like 80s and 90s because it was just like if someone was successful everyone else like is like okay how do we do that like yeah, like, I, I don't remember if I ever watched the show, but Street Sharks looks to me like they were trying to capture that Ninja Turtles, like, oh, yeah. uh, that hype um, somehow. I think there's, like, a ton of those, like, Ninja Turtles, like, Samurai Pizza Cats, <laughs> like, they were like, all right, Animal Thing, put it together, that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> animal Pizza Cats, well, yeah. that's, yeah, um, and the team, uh, they were at this pizza place called Dalla Pizza, where uh-huh. like, like they had partied or and got to knocked out. And the pizza here like looks really good. It's mm-hmm. um, I like the little cinematics where you see the team just sitting down and eating and talking to sort of progress the story. Just little things like that just make it for a nice experience. Yeah, I think it's cool with the Suicide Squad because like um, Batman or Superman, like if we play with a game with them, it's got to be serious because it's Batman and Superman. They they need to save people. Uh, I think it's cool with Suicide Squad. They're just villains like they don't give a shit. So so like when like you go to save in the game, it's like, you know, they go get pizza or they around in a, a like batting cage you know yeah it's it's pretty cool just seeing them like throw like you know like the head of like one of the brainiac soldiers and they're just like trying to hit a home run with that like it's, it's pretty dope yeah it, it feels very grand theft auto and yeah ways. like you could just go to like the batting cages or go to the roller skate rink like mm-hmm. if you're just walking around between missions uh the other heroes that we see who are brainwashed are 
uh, John, the John Stewart Green Lantern, mm-hmm. and we also see the Flash, and this is uh, like Barry Allen as the Flash, and he's sort of taunting them, be like, "You guys think you can be heroes?" type of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm trying to remember if there are like any other heroes there. Um, but you I- have a uh, Hot Girl came into the game. Oh yeah, Hawk Girl was a nice uh-huh. addition. Like you kind of don't expect it, even though like she was like such a huge part of the Justice League animated series. Like, uh-huh. I, I feel like she hasn't been featured as much in some other things as of late. So it yeah, cool. it, it's super cool. I think it, like um, it, it was very reminiscent of the Justice League cartoons too, because um, that that's one thing I remember watching a lot as a kid. Those cartoons. So and I don't really see Hot Girl outside of that cartoon all that much. So it was cool, even though you have to like fight her and try to kill her. Yeah. <laughs> it's it was dope seeing her. Yeah, one thing that it, it took me a while to realize i had to like go back and listen but the theme song that they do when like the evil justice league show up is kind Mm -hmm. of a twisted version of the animated series intro theme you know Mm -hmm. the intro theme for the show is like do 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 and here they like make it more twisted have it Mm -hmm. be like and try to make it sound more sinister. I'm probably not making it sound as great as it actually sounded. But okay, like I, imagine Steven's humming, but like with heavy metal guitars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's a, a lot of great rock and metal music throughout this game, and it fits the vibe of the Suicide Squad. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Like, I would totally like go f- try and find the soundtrack somewhere. It's a nice change of pace from the Arkham games because, you know, in those games you're in Gotham and it's a very dark looking aesthetic. Here in Metropolis, we get more daytime stuff and it's you know, like, I, I don't know if we've had any Metropolis based game in recent years other than maybe Injustice, which I've never played. So uh, again, like they do a good job making some nice changes in the type of story while also making it feel like it's part of that same arkham verse you know mm-hmm. yeah uh the arkham series was always like a lot darker and broodier like uh, it's batman so yeah <laughs> it's always like you're always playing around like night but it was fun to play around in metropolis because it's more like day evening and this um so it was a nice change of pace and it's it's really cool to see um rocksteady like be able to like essentially do what they do really well but like give it a different formula with the Suicide Squad. Because uh, the uh, Batman game that recently came out with uh, the um, Robin and Batgirl. Uh, Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights, yeah. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to play that one yet, but uh, it's cool to get like another one of those and then also like get the Suicide Squad uh, version with it too, um, with this game coming out. So it's like a double, we're like double dipping with yeah. the dc beat up games yeah because batman is my favorite superhero but mm-hmm. i know that there are so many batman stories and people want to well, like we need more exposure to some of these other characters like i know that batman and is superman make all the money but you got like throwing like those more obscure characters and just have a bit more fun dude a teen titans game in this style 
<laughs> That'd be pretty sick. <laughs> Wait, so like, would would this be like two thousand three anime Teen Titans, like sort of that tone, or what? Are you thinking like a more mature like type of thing? Um, I think because a lot of the games tend to be like the more mature, uh, mature side. I think I would it'd be kind of like that, but like I wouldn't mind them adding a little humor like the right. cartoon show like the original 2003 show since it was like a kid show so it was very lighthearted. but you know like toning it down making it a little more fun <laughs> the animated uh teen titans movies from the last several years are pretty good like they're more mature mm. and uh young justice is basically a teen titans show in all but name and that's like one of my favorite shows ever that's um, kind of the tone that I would assume that they would go with was like the Young Justice type tone where it's not like the like grittiest show, but like it's definitely like a little more mature than like, you know, yeah. like the the anime inspired goofy <laughs> Teen Titans. Yeah, like there are dr moments of drama, but they also have some nice lighthearted humor every now and then. Um, mm -hmm. But we also get Wonder Woman in this game. And when yeah. Yeah, what what'd you think of what that was like when this you're playing as a Suicide Squad and you come across her? I, I thought she was going to kill us, <laughs> kill the characters. But when she came across, um, like you could see the fear in their faces. But turns out Wonder Woman wasn't brainwashed and she is able to help you out throughout the game, which is dope because, yeah. you know, you have to take on Superman. You have to take on uh, the Green Lantern, the Flat, like... Oh, we need some help because usually the villains in DC aren't the most powerful unless it's like, I don't know, I feel like Superman coming in, uh, not Superman, uh, like the villains, like Zod, is that his name? Oh like, yeah, Zod. Zod, like um, it, it feels like a lot of the villains tend to be a little more grounded, um, like King Shark, Harley Quinn, they're not like super, so you got you got your, your big dudes, but it was... It was cool to have like team up moments like Harley Quinn and um, Harley Quinn with their baseball bat, just like beating the crap out of uh, the Brainiac soldiers. And then the Harley, uh, Wonder Woman coming in and using her whip and like throwing them around and stuff like it was it was a tight moment in the gameplay. Yeah, like you'd have Harley with her bat and uh, Wonder Woman would get the lasso and it sort of like get it to swing the bat as well as Harley. So it's like Harley is spinning in a circle like around her and she gets thrown at the enemy. You get to like, it does like a slow-mo thing where you like get to like hit the soldiers with a bat and it's mm -hmm. like so satisfying. I, I do also kind of wonder if maybe the choice to have Wonder Woman be the one who's not brainwashed might've been influenced by some of the recent films because for a time you know batman versus superman wasn't well received but the wonder woman's uh movie got like a lot of positive reception so i kind of wonder if maybe while this game was being developed they sort of had all that in mind they were like yeah let's put make wonder woman the one who like gets her time as the hero in this yeah i think they really tried to capitalize on like uh wonder woman's growing popularity and I will say, like watching watching the first Wonder Woman movie, I was like, Wonder Woman's awesome. She's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's cool. Like I liked Wonder Woman already, um, but I yeah. think uh, from what I remember in the cartoons, she was always like very stoic, like very like 
uh, no nonsense. So um, the portrayal in the movies, having her lighter sides to like her getting excited, seeing babies and stuff. Like I was like, all right, Wonder Woman's cool. I like her because she's still badass. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, like she's such an icon, and, and as like she's part of the DC Trinity. Uh-huh. But but it's still like ridiculous how she only had one live action series in the 70s, whereas Superman had like, I don't know, like five or six live action mm-hmm. series, like since the 50s or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like there's been an imbalance, but they're steadily like finally um, trying to bridge that gap, so to speak. Yeah, I I think DC actually has a lot of cool like woman characters too. Yeah. That it would be cool to see like more games with. Like Injustice has a bunch of them too, but like we got Wonder Woman, we got um Harley Quinn. Uh Black Canary's always been cool. I remember when they showed her in Just Injustice, I was like, I like her. <laughs> like yeah. um there's like another one I'm trying to remember. Oh, like Raven. Raven's always like anytime that they have like the brooding like kind of like witch character yeah <laughs> <laughs> having wonder woman in the mix definitely added something to this yeah game. and you also get like that back and forth between the suicide squad and wonder woman when they're talking mm-hmm. about like what it means to be a hero and to do good and you know like some of the suicide squad members say they prefer to get like down and dirty in terms of how they get stuff done Mm -hmm. um and then harley looks at captain boomerang is like okay boomer and it's like oh okay Mm -hmm. they had to throw in that little pop culture thing that you either love it or you hate hearing it i guess yeah it was a little cheesy to me but i'm like okay well at least they're just like kind of messing around like they're not trying to make this too serious if this was like a super serious like game with the the storyline i'd probably not be as in it i mean you at like a concert and you have like just the heavy metal blaring guitars like just blasting while you're just killing hordes like soldiers it's i it it was fun like you you're not gonna get this from an arkham asylum game you know where it's like super super gritty super like psychological for batman like they're like nah we're gonna get crazy with this (laughs) and i loved it right because in some batman stories you can get really silly like you know there's the adam west stuff there's the brave Mm -hmm. and the bold cartoon like Mm -hmm. silver age inspired but with the arkham games they do tend to try to lean more on the serious side even though you have characters like the joker and harry quinn throwing in some silly stuff here and there mm-hmm. um yeah a concert is definitely very unique for this game and also you get to have a lot of fun it was like uh the suicide squad have to like play instruments at this point because like they hack into like the pa system and figure oh like if we do this we can um stop uh these soldiers who are like in the crowd like with this frequency and it's basically you get like a tutorial and it's like playing a rock band again so yeah (laughs) it's like there's so much going for this game there was like a lot of little mini games like that that i had like a ton of fun with so at this concert what'd you think of the choices of instruments that they gave each of the characters i think it was pretty fun um they gave like harley quinn like the bass um and she, you can just use them to smack around people uh 
And then uh, I thought it was funny that they're like, okay, King Shark gets like the flute. <laughs> like, just like some <laughs> little ass, like, and it's like so small for his like body and hand. So it was fun. Uh, it, yeah, he, he was like, I'm a shark. I don't have experience with blowholes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it was like super, like I said, they got real stupid with this game, but it, I, I had a lot of fun. Like it was, it was just a ton of goofing off so I, I enjoy stuff that doesn't take itself seriously yeah and captain boomerang had like a little guitar that he was able to like use as a boomerang type mm -hmm. of thing um and deadshot he was basically he was on drums and he was like hitting every note like right on the beat he's he kept saying the thing he always says which is mm -hmm. i never miss mm -hmm. and it's yeah the the whole team groans and whatnot <laughs> yeah but they also meet up with the penguin because they think he mm -hmm. has info on like where brainiac is heading and it's interesting how Penguin has had kind of a little renaissance in recent years, like with the Batman and, you know, his own show and mm -hmm. he was in Gotham Knights and now here they're like uh, trying to like track him down and to like tase him or whatever to like get him to talk and whatnot. He was not someone that I expected to become like the huge Batman villain. I thought it would have been someone more like Bane, I think, because of... Uh the the last of the dark knight trilogy um focusing on him and i think generally i think people just tend to gravitate towards like those more badass looking characters so <laughs> it was fun seeing um penguin i i didn't even know how much stuff he's in recently but like i have noticed seeing him a lot more <laughs> yeah i mean there's even the gotham tv show which i mean he was like a regular on that and it, it makes sense because Penguin is kind of a staple of Batman villains. Um, Bane is kind of, I say recent, even though it's like 30 years ago, but like relatively more recent. Mm. Um, but um, I love how the Dark Knight Rises sort of influenced the Harley Quinn TV show portrayal of him and that he looks like his comic book version all big and with a venom and stuff, but he sounds ridiculous. Like <laughs> Tom Hardy's Bane is like, Oh, I'm burning. Like, I just love that that carried over into that cartoon. I I love looking back on the old Dark Knight series. Um, I have not seen the new Batman, uh, so I can't really say how it it has been. And but it's kind of funny how like we love, especially like Dark Knight, the 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 middle, the the one with Heath Ledger. Yeah. Um. It's I, I love looking back on it and seeing how ridiculous they decided to give Batman like the grovelly voice like this. <laughs> and, and then like Bane's like really hard pitched like mask voice. <laughs> yeah. You look back on it and back at that time, we we're like, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, at that time, like when the Dark Knight came out, I was like, yeah, Batman's got to be dark and gritty. This is my type of Batman. I ain't uh -huh. going to I ain't going to check out that silly looking cartoon batman the brave and the bold what when, mm -hmm. when really like watching that cartoon a few years ago i was like wow i've actually been really missing out on this this is ridiculous but fun it's like batman is like the serious guy in this ridiculous universe or he's surrounded by ridiculous people and it's hilarious yeah
the penguin eventually like gives them the answer of like where brainiac is and he says like there's a cabin and it's kind of an odd choice like for a secret lair type of thing like they find it and it basically his ship is like underground and connected to it or whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah what do you think of this whole sequence uh i thought it was pretty cool i think it was like real silly uh i think that's the defining word of this game silly <laughs> but uh uh it was pretty cool to get there um the brainiac boss fight uh because this is getting closer to the end of the game i think that was one of the best boss fights because like he he gets superman just to come and shield him because that's his greatest asset you know so yeah. and um throughout the whole game like you kind of just each level you're playing as one of the characters but uh the superman boss fight where like you have to like each like play as each one like you you use like harley or deadshot and like captain boomerang to like try to like weaken superman so like he he's like uh you can get him down and then you just like use king shark to come in and like do the big damage like that was pretty dope. It's it's up there with like the fight with uh, Mister Freeze. I I don't know if you ever got that far into Arkham City. The Mister Freeze boss battle is one of the best boss battles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's like this sequence when they're like gathering information about how the mind control works, and they find out that. Well, because at first they think maybe Brainiac has like manipulated the satellites, but then it turns out, oh, he's created these artificial mosquitoes that injected some of the heroes with this thing that gets to their brain and controls mm-hmm. them. And it's like they have to like figure out how to uh, cure them. And so, like, y- you basically have to fight through some more of Brainiac soldiers and get mm-hmm. the data about like how to do that. Yeah, like, like you said, the the fight like when you're fighting superman it's he really is terrifying in this game and uh they they you said like he's basically brainiac's greatest asset cause, uh-huh. like, like that's what brainiac says and then amanda waller like you hear her like on the because on the headset she's like damn i miss when superman was america's ass set <laughs> it's like oh they tried to throw in a sly like avengers endgame reference oh uh, uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> the boss fight like this was i feel like every character gets their moment you know like each uh-huh. like wonder woman as well and she like has like the turmoil of like i'm fighting my friends but i have to like uh-huh. stop them and like tried to like save them and whatnot. What what'd you think of where it went from there? That this is the part where like it gets like real brutal because you know you're trying to fight Superman and all that and like you, it's great having Wonder Woman uh, help you because you're, like you have like this superhuman being like fighting alongside you even though like all the villains are pretty super but I mean it's Wonder Woman so yeah. like at the end of the boss battle when like you beat the shit out of Superman you're like okay f- yeah we got it I thought it was like the end of the game like because we're right at brainiac uh you're fighting superman and then like wonder woman comes in and like tries to beat the shit out of superman like right at the end of it and then like superman uses her beams and like gets her so she's like gravely injured and it's just like she's just lying there and it's like you guys got the like 
uh and, and like brainiac and superman escape it's like you guys have to go after him and it's like no <laughs> why did you give me wonder woman to help me and then you're just gonna take her away from me i'm all sad yeah i mean honestly this felt like the reverse of um batman v superman where yeah. she comes in toward the end like coming in clutch to uh-huh. save the day uh but here it's like they take her off the board like right before the end and it's yeah like, the team has to like do the rest of this uh-huh and um but we get like a really nice introspective moment from harley where she talks she thinks about and talks about verbally about how she was a different person when she was under the joker's thumb but now that she doesn't have him to worry about like she's past mm-hmm. him like she can make her own path and whatnot and she basically is trying to like throughout this game she's pretty silly but here she's trying to be inspirational and mm-hmm. really get the team's spirit stuff because some of them are just like you know what let's just let amanda waller blow us up because mm-hmm. with the thing with the chip in her head it's like they're just ready to give up but harley manages to motivate them and it's like that inspiration cheesy ass inspiration yeah um, um... I think she was my favorite character in the game, like story-wise. I think King Shark had like my favorite gameplay uh, out yeah. of the four characters, but Harley Quinn, like, it's just cool seeing um, a lot of the Harley. It's it's interesting to see her come from like Joker's sidekick, which I think she w- debuted in the '90s Batman cartoon, correct? Yeah, but... she 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 became a breakout character. Yeah. There um the episode um harley's holiday where she's declared sane and released from arkham and she's trying to be a normal person but obviously she's eccentric and then she thinks everyone's after her and she has a bad day and all the crime and all the people s it it all escalates pretty much like a grand theft auto game because by the end she has like a tank going after her and it's that episode is so good but it gets so human at the end when she and batman have this like heartfelt talk about like what it's like to have a bad day type of thing Mm -hmm. it's really cool to see the growth of this character because i think it it seems like her origins is just to be a goofy sidekick to joker and like now she's one of the most i would say most complex characters in the dc universe so I, and I think they did her really well in this game. So yeah, she was definitely like my favorite Rain character. But I mean, I love chopping heads with King Shark. So like the gameplay yeah. with King Shark, like anytime I got to play King Shark, I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, like in this game, you can get those complex moments, but you you can also have just quick, dumb fun mm-hmm. type of thing. It's That's what makes this game so great. Mm-hmm. They, they finally go after Brainiac. And again, like each team member like has their moment like there's yeah like boomerang just basic it's basically like he teleports when he throws the thing right Mm -hmm. it's just like you it it felt more satisfying playing as him here than ever before i don't know Mm -hmm. if if like they made the gameplay smoother for him as it progresses or what but it's like by that point i was like yeah i got the handle of this character and it's just like super hype like trying to switching between the characters like being dead shot like shooting at the enemy and being they're really working as a team at this point yeah um and it was like pretty cool because we're getting to the end of the game and uh i guess 
Superman and Brainiac are like, all right, we need to get out of here. So they like fly over to this satellite up in, in space. And so Amanda Waller's like, it's time to go chase them over to the satellite. And like, you just see the cutscene where they just put them all on this rocket ship and they just start playing um that David Bowie song, the um, uh, Life on ground Mars. Control. Yeah, that one. Space Oddity. Ground. Yeah. Yeah, ground control to Major Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that was yeah that was an interesting choice for this like uh -huh. you, you could totally imagine that if this had been like if this had been the third suicide squad movie you could totally imagine that song being in here mm -hmm. um so it, it really fit um that scene and but it also didn't feel as dumb as like fast and furious were <laughs> taking them into space but like it, it fits here because it's it's dc it's uh -huh characters have gone into space and whatnot like they're fighting an alien for pete's sake so mm -hmm. uh yeah just having this space uh battle type of thing it's i was not expecting this like i thought it would be more grounded all taking place in metropolis but this was a nice surprise yeah it was fun going to the satellite like landing on there and then like the lower gravity situation on the satellite just fighting Superman. Um, yeah, change the gameplay uh -huh. a bit. Like with Boomerang, he, you have to like figure out like what's the correct way to do it up here type of mm -hmm. thing. Which was cool because then like with Boomerang, like you could just start like throwing the Boomerang like near the walls and then he could just like run on the wall to yeah. like try and get to Superman it was it was pretty good like um i don't think this boss battle nearly got the same height as like the cabin part where like you try to get to them the first time but uh it was a fun way to end the game <laughs> yeah like when they finally managed to defeat brainiac and uh -huh. get the mind control um basically he has like a console where it can deactivate the mosquito things that he put in the hero yeah the and... little hive mind robots <laughs> yeah and so once that's deactivated you get superman uh coming in clutch being all heroic uh -huh. and just beating the hell out of brainiac, brainiac yeah and, and green lantern and talk girl and all flash and the others are just like coming in at each game there for this like very few minutes you get to play as these heroes and it's just like oh man like this is so hype i want to play mm -hmm. this game now <laughs> yeah but um, what did you think of uh, the ending where it's just like, because they're like, all right, well, now the Suicide Squad has to go back to jail. But these dudes got out of there uh, without anyone knowing. So they're just roaming around now with the bombs in their heads. So uh, Amanda Weller could just blow them up at any time. But then you find out like they're too far from the sensors for the to activate the bombs. So, like, they made their, like, secret escape. Yeah, and Amanda Waller is sort of kicking herself, being like, man, we should have designed these things better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, that was... Because with a Suicide Squad, you kind of do expect them to just go back to prison or whatever. Uh -huh. But now it's like, where do they go from here? Are they just road tripping? Like, mm -hmm. are, are they going to try... Um, fighting other super beings and other places like mm -hmm. they could go pretty much anywhere from here mm -hmm. yeah it was pretty cool um i i'm assuming that they're just gonna catch them at some point because i'm sure rocksteady wants to make 
a Suicide Squad too. Uh, yeah, I mean, like Wonder Woman, like you see her again and she's recovered, and she's、mm-hmm. like, I'm sure this isn't the last we've seen of them, and so yeah, yeah, you got that. Uh huh. I thought it was pretty cool. I I expected them to go back to jail or maybe like here's your next mission, but uh, I mean. If they're gonna go so far as to save the world because the Justice League were under control, like I feel like they deserve the good ending, you know? Yeah, like if you're fighting an evil Justice League and you you like get beaten by them and、mm-hmm. you survive and defeat them in the end, it's like it just just let them go. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you know they're psycho menaces that could probably kill people, but like. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it helps that their crimes could be worse,、um, uh-huh. but so there's still like that morally gray area, I guess.、Yeah. But yeah, like I'm very curious to see what. Like, I wouldn't put past them to put put out another Suicide Squad game at some、uh-huh. point in the future, because with all the positive reception, it's like, how could they not?、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so、uh, I guess、uh, we could go into final thoughts and score out of ten, and you know,、mm-hmm. of measurement for that score. So, what are your final thoughts? Score out ten、uh, for Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League, Marco. The nine point five dyed hairs, <laughs> dyed、uh, goofy haircuts out of ten. Okay. <laughs> Because this game was fun as hell. Like I really liked. How over the top that it got!、Uh, I really liked the gameplay because it was very simple to get into, simple to like、uh, switch between the characters, and like it has one of those like styles of gameplay where like just pressing a couple buttons and like your character does all these badass moves, like just taking out like swarms of enemies, like the the Spider Man and the Batman type games. Like I'm always into that. So the story was great. The goofy nature of it was great. The gameplay was great. I have very little complaints. Yeah, I think I'm gonna match that score. Like, I I want to give this a ten, but you know, it, I I still think there is a little bit of room for improvement. Like, it's、uh-huh. it's near perfect, but it's like I feel like there might be other games I'd give like a ten score, but this is really high up there. It's a nine point five out of ten.、Uh, mm-hmm. Shark teeth. To me, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's really fun. It's so satisfying to play as these characters. Yeah, give give me more of this type of gameplay. It's just so fun, and I love how the way that they expanded the world of the Arkhamverse beyond just Gotham. You know, so is really refreshing and nice.、Uh, another win for DC, which yeah is nice. Yeah. I will say,、um, I know a lot of people are like Marvel usually like. Uh, wipes the floor with DC when it comes to movies, but I think the DC games generally tend to like be like a lot better in comparison to most of the Marvel games that come out. So right, yeah, because Marvel Ultimate Alliance is what got me into Marvel. I had fun with that. Uh huh. I've heard the Spider Man game is really good, but I still have yet to play it or watch it or whatever. Uh huh. But, but other than that, yeah, I don't really hear much about. People praising Marvel games if they even come out frequently. I know there's like some Iron Man game like a couple years ago, and there's like an Avengers game like sometime within the last couple years. But I don't really hear as much praise for those as for like the Arkham games or Gotham Knights or、uh, this game, Kill the Justice League.、Mm-hmm. So, 
Uh, I think people generally agree with that, that DC does wipe the floor when it comes to video games. Yeah. So I, I think this one's just continuing the the narrative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So before we sign off, uh, something that I, a little segment I've been including with uh, these October episodes is uh, each of us will give some like spooky season recommendations that can mm -hmm. be like movies, shows, games, or stuff to read, whatever uh, you think people should like check out for like the spooky season um and i don't really have a number limit so like throw out as many as you can like you feel like sharing right now i guess oh okay sweet so spooky season recommendations uh when it comes to video games i really love the resident evil series they had just announced a resident evil 4 remake and resident evil 4 is one of those games where like I could just go back and play whenever because it's it's it and if you're worried about like super scary don't worry it's not because like you're such a badass in Resident Evil 4 that like you just take on swarms of these infected like villagers in like this like remote area in Spain their heads like when you shoot them like they pop and they turn into like giant centipede creatures and stuff too but you're just like um you suplexing yeah. <laughs> these uh the the um these little demonic um infected villagers uh and you're just jumping off walls and stuff and like it's it's got some of the most fun gameplay i totally recommend that uh i'd recommend the older resident evil games too and what else uh spooky movies uh i don't know think i watch too many when it comes to horror movies but like uh nightmare before christmas is always a good one to yeah. go and watch uh that's always like a go-to every year for me so if you have yet i don't know how but <laughs> if you have yet to seen that movie i would recommend that one too and yeah i think that's gonna be my recommendations yeah nightmare before christmas is both my favorite halloween movie and my favorite christmas movie yeah, it's both. Like, there, there's no debate, really. It's just uh -huh. both. Yeah, and I think for my recs for this episode, um, the Arkham games are pretty much, like, already a given, I guess. So, apart from just, like, Batman media in general, in terms of video games, uh, I'm going to recommend, like, if anyone has a way to play these. I remember, you know, the Sly Cooper games, the first game came out uh, 20 years ago, recently at its anniversary, and it still has such a nice place in my heart. I remember the second game, Sly 2 Band of Thieves, got really spooky when you're in this one area where the mm -hmm. Contessa, who's like the sp this spider lady, has control, and there's like, it it's really creepy, and it's I, I still have vivid memories of how spooky and scary it felt just walking around that area where it's like super dark and stuff so if anyone has access to that play it or maybe even watch gameplay of it also recommend this one's kind of a classic on jackbox games a trivia murder party oh it's, yes yeah it's a nice combination of horror and comedy i guess and it's just mm. a fun game to play with friends yeah i guess that'll be my recs for this episode uh thanks for joining me again marco do you have like anything else you'd like to plug or recommend before we head off 
Uh, yeah, I have a YouTube channel called Oddmark TV where I'll play a bunch of games. Uh, if you like spooky, I have a series where I play horror games and anytime I get scared, I punish myself. So uh, if you want to see me eat like weird foods or uh, pop balloons above my head that are filled with like just anything from like ranch to like to uh, just um soda uh yeah i got a couple of good series i would recommend um my fears to fathom one and my uh poppy playtime videos because i think i did uh some fun punishments on those uh and yeah like i'll do a lot of like either funny game reviews or just funny gaming type sketches whenever so go check it out uh and yeah that's all i have to plug myself okay yeah the doll in poppy playtime is pretty creepy horrifying <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right so and i'll include links to that in the show notes as usual uh, um as for my plugs people can find my book lemons and like rain on amazon that's a spooky book um you can also go stevenshinder.com for more info on that the follow-up book, Trespassing Through Visages, will come out soon. I just got to get some life stuff taken care of first. People can also follow me at Stephen Schinder on Instagram and Twitter, Stephen Schinder Storytelling on Facebook. You can email Delayed Replay at DelayedReplayPodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on Ranch, uh, just because you mentioned it just now, and I have that <laughs> on my brain now. Um, kind of hungry now. Um, and... <laughs> And um, you can also um, uh, you can also find me and with my dad on our vlog slash podcast Yes Shift, uh, where we talk about the band Yes and its members and people who've worked with them. We we've even interviewed a few members, and uh, I think by the time this comes out, there will be a few interviews out already, even with people who've worked with Yes members. Uh, so yeah, I'll include links to those. You can find it on Facebook, YouTube, uh, all the major podcast audio platforms. Hey, this is future Steven popping in after the fact. Just want to put in one last plug for Inevitable, a classic sci-fi podcast. Uh, you might remember my friends Dylan and Keon, they've been on Delayed Replay before, and their ending uh, Inevitable, as well as their other show uh, in the near future, Trust Your Doctor, and a Doctor Who podcast. So I was on the final Inevitable episode, talking about the final Jerry Anderson's UFO episode titled The Long Sleep. It was a fun conversation. So yeah, check out their whole back catalog at decorativevegetable.com. It's been quite an era of podcasting that they've done, you know, just lots of great coverage. So yeah, check out Inevitable, Trust Your Doctor, Zenith, which is a Blake 7 podcast, and Triple Play, a movie trilogy podcast. Okay, back to the closing of this episode. Yeah, so listeners, stay tuned. One episode per week for the rest of this year as a way of commemorating surpassing 100 episodes recently. And uh, the next episode, I think, is going to be about Evil Dead Rise. Uh, so, yeah, tune in next time. And without further delay, have a good day.